Well hello there and welcome back to True Crime Bones, the Stella Murder Series. With me your host Marissa, also known as Bones. So, in the previous episode, part 2 of the Stella Murder Series, we got into the testimonies made during the trial. Testimony of Anastasia Fisser, Brandon Victor and Ronnie Hoog. As well as we got into how the day started. So, in today's episode, part three, we'll be getting into the confession. So, without further ado, let's get into it. episode we also got a bit into detail about Chris Saunders who he is and what role he played which is a big one as well as the fact that he was called to go to Zander Belsma's father's farm Monty where he picked up Zander and took him to the Freiburg police station where he recorded Zander's first confession and yes I say first as Zander would go on to confess a number of three times. Now, like I also said in previous episode, I do have the recording of the confession, but man, it is horrible quality, worst shape you can think of, barely understand what they're saying, and of course, it is Afrikaans, as is the trial. Now, I've been translating as my home language is Afrikaans, but luckily, I've got the transcripts, as I've also not been able to understand what everything was said during that audio recording. But with the transcripts I have in front of me, as you can hear all the papers, <laughs> it's like a 30-page transcript, all Afrikaans, of course, as that's how they spoke. And if you translate Afrikaans directly to English, it ain't gonna make a slick of sense at all. It's going to mean something totally different. There's a lot of back and forth, which is basically meaningless. If I try and sit with this, try and word for word translate it in a way that will make sense, this episode will probably be like two hours or something. So, with that in mind, I'm going to play you a small clip of the recording of Zander confessing just so you have an idea of how terrible it sounds and then instead of going word for word I'm going to give you an idea not an idea um, the first part is just you know talking nonchalant and whatnot. go through that a bit and focus on what he said before going on so heads up here comes the clip I forgot to put this in warning. If you are listening to this on earphones or something loud, you might want to turn it down a bit because it's loud as hell. So, quick warning.
welcome back to those who can still hear and those who are now, well, who now have a little bit of a hearing damage. I'm sorry, it was a loud one. But as you could hear, the quality, horrible. Uh, reason is, well, it wasn't recorded in, a, you know, fancy equipment. It's just quick press record in the pocket. There we go. As well as it, they drove in a bucky, which, well, in South Africa, we call it a bucky everywhere else. I think it's known as a truck. So it's a lot of shaking around. And the fact that they drove on a dirt road, all those bumps, don't help either. Now, if you were able to go through that short clip, if you heard a man's voice, like, if you pay close attention, you would hear too, but actually just main one, that is Chris Saunders. Background, if you listen long enough, which I can't even, I can't even remember how many times I re-listened to all the whole thing. You can hear Zander, but he, very soft voice, you know, barely, barely can hear a thing. Now, the first part, because as I explained in episode two, Chris pressed record as soon as he got out of the vehicle, the bucky, when he arrived at the farm, uh, Zander's father's farm in Monty, and met with Monty, Chris, and Stefans, who is Mother Engelbrass' father. And everything that happened there, which, so that is basically most of the first part of the transcripts. I mean, have it all because you recorded from the start. Now, I'm not going to go through all of that again. Uh, if you want to know, if you haven't, check out episode two. You won't regret it, trust me. Uh, I'll start up until where I left off previous episode where Zander got into the bucky with Chris Saunders to go to Freiburg Police Station uh, where he confessed for the first time um, and like I said first because he would go on to confess three times now sorry for the noise uh, my dog decided to join in on this so if you hear like sniffing sounds that's just Kiara she's also a crime buster now at while Chris was waiting um, before while well, they decided that um, Zander's going to drive with Chris while he was waiting for Zander because he told Zander to go clean up because he looked terrible, get dressed and then come. He was speaking to Zander's father. Just a quick thing. He's a PA, a private investigator, Chris. You should know better than to let this man go and shout, clean up put on new clothes before taking him to the police station. I mean, that's washing away evidence. What the hell? But anyway, while that's happening, uh, Chris and Sanders' father, Monty, were talking, where Chris asked Monty, do you think Zander did this? Monty said he, he doesn't know. He can't say, honestly. But if... His son did do it, then the law, it must go according to law, you know, 
justice must be served. As this Monty was a police officer for 11 years. So he, like I said, he believes in the justice system. If it was his son, then it is what it is. He should have to accept the consequences. Also remember that Monty said that, because he would go on to change his mind quite a lot. So they're still waiting. Zainer is taking his sweet time. While with that, uh, Chris also asked Monty, um, how sure is he? And because Zander was taking his sweet time, you know, do you think Zander would run away, try to escape? Because there is a window at the bathroom side, to which Chris asked Monty said, no, no, he doesn't think so. Thinks Zander will come out, and lo and behold, Zander did come out. They got into the bucky and started to drive. Now, like I said in the previous episode, Chris used this as his moment, and he went on to ask Zander over and over and over, and Zander lied, denied, false answers, the whole shabbat, to a point where he said no. Uh, he felt things were like a dream. Actually, before the dream part, he confessed or said yes, that at the end he was there. He went to go see um, Charnal at the hostel that night. Uh, they went and sat outside on the hostel stairs for five minutes, he said where they talked and he kissed her and asked her can they get back together to which she, she said no she has a boyfriend and then at first he, he said he left but then after Chris asked him again we know you were there um, something is up so, you know, what happened while you were sitting there? Because you didn't just sit there and leave. Zander went on to start saying, yeah, it felt like a dream, everything, but went there to go sit with Charnel um, because I was like, it was his love of his life and he wanted to talk things out with her, but she said no. And... Further on questions, he wouldn't go straight out of his own and say, so this and this and this happened. Um, Chris has to ask him, like, uh, how can I put it without going too much? Like, So, was it just you and Charnel there? To which, on, on the steps to which Zander said, yes, just us. Then Chris says, okay. Then what happened? Were you angry at Chanel? Zander said, no, I love her very much. Chris said then, um, I know you love her very much, but weren't you angry at that moment, that exact moment? Zander said, yes. Chris like, uh, ask him um, what time you were there and also, there was like quiet, you know, Zander 
Nord first and then Chris Oskin or said, you know, they're going to find your fingerprints there. So please be precise in telling what happened. Uh, Zander then said he was there between two o'clock and quarter past two. To which Chris asked what happened during that time. Zander just said again, we sat and chat. Chris asked, and what then? Zander said, then we kissed. Chris then asked him, yes, or said, yes, you did tell me you guys kissed, but then, what happened then? Zander replied with, um, I wanted to talk things out with her, you know, find out if we can get back together, because I love her very much. Chris is like, yes, okay, and then uh, Zander said, that's when she told me she can't, um, because she's seeing someone else and that she wants to go in, she wants to leave, go back into the hostel. Kristen asked him, and then what happened? Didn't you want her to what didn't you want to let her go? Or what happened next? Said um Zana replied like, No, I, I didn't want her to go. So Chris replied, So that's when you got angry. Sandra said, Yes. Chris asked him now, did she, did she hang herself, Zander? Really? We know she didn't hang herself. And where did you get the rope? Zander replied with first, I didn't hang her. Chris said, then who hanged her? Zander replied like, well, oh, Chris asked like, who hanged her? Was it Pity? Now, Pity is one of Zander's few friends. First, they may have thought maybe they were together, because he would later go on and say they were. No. Um, Zander said no. Uh, Pity wasn't with him. He was alone. He wasn't even with Pity that night. To, that's when Chris then said, then there must be someone else if it wasn't you. Zander replied, no, there was no one else except me. Chris right. awesome then. If there wasn't anyone else there who did, firstly, secondly, there had to be someone else in the in the hostel. Um, Zander just said, "Yes, I know." Chris Austin, "Well, sorry, my dogs are playing now. I can have a whole farm for you guys." <laughs> At the end of this. Um, Script, not script, confession, you have would have heard like a whole fall. Sorry for that, by the way. So back to the confession. So that is when Chris then asked again, well, or said, if you have to know who did this then, there's no other way. And son replied, yes, I know. Chris then asked, well, if you know, then what happened? Um, you would have known if you were there, someone else was there. No. That went on for a while, back and forth, over and over. Like I said, we South Africans, we like to drag things out. Um, so with that, continue a bit. Then finally, uh, Zander started with, well, Chris asked, 
Now, Shagnal's friend, did you strangle her in the bathroom? To which Zander replied, yes. Uh, that's when they quickly stopped at a shop. Um, Chris actually asked Zander, what type of cigarettes does he smoke? And he bought him a packet, which by the way, Whitney smoked, RG. It's like 10 rand a packet, which if you take like dollars, I think $1 now is 16 rand. So it's less than a dollar even. Um, bought him a packet of cigarettes at the garage, got back the vehicle, continued driving. Oh, before they got back, um, neighbors of Monty, Zander's father, stopped there and Chris actually asked them, uh, where Zander couldn't hear, do they have any idea what's going on? And the neighbor said that, well, Zander doesn't act like this normally and it doesn't look like that. So that happened in between before they got in and continued driving. While continue driving, Chris would continue with the questions and ask, um, so what happened? Did you kill Marna first and then Sharnal? How did you kill Marna and why? You know, over and over quite a few times. So Zander would go on to state that he was talking with Sharnal on the stairs and when she left, went inside to her room, the room she and Marna shared, he saw Marna leaving the room, going to the bathroom. And that's when he saw the opportunity. Now, he, as on his way to the bathroom where Marna was, he passed the hostel stairs. And underneath the stairs was a handbag. He took that handbag with him. It's like it was placed there. No. It was planned, you know. But no, it wasn't. Just weird, perfect timing. No, he took his, the handbag with to the bathroom. And when he went and saw um, Marna, he first tried to smother her. But she was too strong for him. So at the end, he took the handbag, the strap of the handbag, and strangled her to death. After he strangled her, he left her body there, he went to their room where Chanel was, who at that point didn't know what was going on. She didn't hear anything, you know, and he surprised her from behind and strangled her till she was unconscious. That is when he took the rope, which conveniently was also at the bottom of the staircase. I mean, what is going on at that freaking staircase? Took the rope that was there, tied it around Ch Chanel's neck, which she was unconscious but not dead yet, by the way. He didn't know that. Um, will later come out during the pathology report. That is when dragged her body to the staircase, tied the other side of the rope to the staircase and pushed her body over the staircase, making it look like she hanged herself. After that, he got into his vehicle, went to his mother's house, slept there till the morning, 
ultimately ended up at his father's house. Now, he said the reason why, okay, first of all, he was angry because he wanted Charnel back. She told him she's with someone else, which is Brandon Victor, which we spoke about in the previous episode. And as we've learned, Zander has an anger issue. So, and I mean, he did tell beforehand Anastasia Fisser, as we've learned in the previous episode, what he was going to do. But I mean, Anastasia, friend of the freaking year, I mean, um, didn't do much, as we learned. The reason he said he killed Marna first was because he knew Marna didn't want him and Chanel to get back together. And if he tried something, Marna will be there to defend Charnal and vice versa. So, perfect timing, she was alone, he got to her first. When they arrived at the Freiburg police station, before Chris handed him over to the, Zander over to the police, he told Zander that it's a good thing that he was honest, you know, he came forward, kept no secrets, because that'll help him in the future. Keeping everything, you know, pull up, having secrets, won't do him any good. So. This was for his own good. Then he handed him over. So when Zander was in, in the police station, everything, Chris was alone, he phoned uh, the headmaster of Stella High School, or Worst School. Who, the man who originally actually asked Chris Saunders with the approval of the family to help um, in this investigation. So he found him, and Chris told him everything that Zander just told him. So that was all in the first confession. That was a long one, I'm sorry. And I won't skip too much. I heard it's a bit, there's a few boring sides, but it's not done. There's two more left, but they're literally like a minute. Not even, because there's no need to go into detail. So, Let's go into the second confession. Now, the second confession, well, more like, well, it is the second time, but yeah, was to Colonel Cochlin from Freiburg Police Station. It took place on the same day, the 26th of May, 2018, nine minutes past nine that evening, and it lasted up until half past 10 that evening. More than five hours after Zander gave his original confession to Chris Saunders. Now, it started with, you know, the basics. Colonel Cochlin making sure that Zander is of sound mind and knows what he's doing. And he read him his rights, which consisted of a 13 typed page it's typed pages, but 13 of them, you know, everything was recorded as well as uh, Colonel Cochlin taking his own notes, uh, making sure, you know, picking up on certain things of Zander, his, you know, behavior and observations, you know, all that. And 
Colonel Coughlin did tell him, which is the truth because, well, lawyer was there, that Sunday's parents hired a lawyer, he is waiting, and that Sunday has the right to have a lawyer with him. Which Zander said no need, he denied it. They asked him more than once, or Colonel Cochran asked him more than once. He denied. He also asked him if he wants his parents with him, which he refused. Zander uh, stated that he didn't want his parents there. So he was given those options more than once, denied it. So with that, he went through wrote down a handwritten seven-page confession note where he wrote everything he said to Chris Saunders, same confession. That's why I'm not going to go through it again. It means quick. We know what happened. The previous one was a long one. So, after that, went on to the third confession. Now, it's not more a confession, more like a show-and-tell situation. This took place on the second day. The 27th of May 2018 at 10 o'clock the morning with Colonel Langer from Freiburg Police Station and this lasted up until 5 o'clock that afternoon in which Zander went with Colonel Langer to the crime scene and explained to him in detail what he done, had done um, how he had done it as well as reenact the whole crime that's why it took so long and just like the previous night, his Zander's rights was read out. He was also again given the opportunity by Colonel Langer to have a lawyer present, parents. Still, Zander refused. He willingly and freely, obviously, gave the information, showed what he had done, reenacted. In fact, the, night, the previous night, after he confessed to Colonel Cochlin, uh, he actually spoke to one of the police officers there, and they also would go on later to testify that Zander was of sound mind and willingly. Same as the next day on the 27th, just before he um, went on with Colonel Longer to the crime scene, also spoke to two of the police officers. They both said that. He was of sound mind. And the reason why I'm focusing on that so much at the moment is because if we come on later, we, Zander would say, no, you know, backtrack, like they all do. So that is it. That was the, the two confessions. Well, the first technique, the first one I went through, the one with this audio, wasn't used in court as evidence in the sense of a confession full, but more as evidence to the fact that Zander was of sound mind, which we will get into later. The second one was the main one, the real police one, and the third one, she reenacted it. So again, main thing is all three times, he willingly confessed all three times, story was the same, all made sense, you know. So, that is done. And I know this was a little bit of a cut to it. Mm, 
part uh, this episode, but I'm glad you stuck through it. If you're here, just know you're amazing. That being said, I will cut off, well no, not cut off, stop with episode three. We will go on with more information in episode four, because I don't want this thing to be so long. So with that being said, stick around so I can give you guys a head up, heads up what to expect in the next episode. So you're still here? Well, ain't that a thing? And since you are, let me tell you what to expect in episode four. So, next episode, we will be going through the testimony of Dr. Else, who did the post-mortem examinations on Charnel and Marna Engelbrecht. Won't be that long, I promise, it's a previous one. That being said, go through that. Then, go through the bombshell that was dropped. And that is, Zanda obviously changing his freaking story. I mean, why couldn't it have been easy? You know, why? Could have just been going with the flow, but no. We had to make it a freaking problem. So, we're gonna go through that. And then his new version of events, I mean, it's just ridiculous by now. You'll be confessing three times. Then all of a sudden be changing. Really? Really, Zander? So that's next. As well as, I think, you know, honestly, I think it might just be like the last. There won't be, I'll, I'll be able to get everything in. Won't be, hopefully that will um, We'll get to his, his story, his new version. Then, I mean, Maybe I'll go bicker how everything doesn't fit. And you guys can do it for yourself. I mean, if I do it, oh goodness. I can't swear in Afrikaans. No one will understand me and it doesn't do it justice, you know? Um, after that, going into the court's version of events. And then finally, well, you'll have to stay. And and find out, yeah? Can't give you guys everything at once. Need you to come more back. Come back for more. Also, still here, again, you are legendary. Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm sorry for the noises in between. I'm working on it. Um, and late scheduling with my episodes. Currently struggling to find where things sound good. And only have a short time period where I can use that space. I am hoping to be able to, later on, get an actual mic. A setup going, you got. So everything sounds better, because currently I'm using like my earphones. And I'm sitting on a bathroom floor, because it sounds better here. <laughs> so that's why I've activated my listener support. So if you guys... You want to listen there? Want to support me? Help me grow? Get better content? Um, I mean, if I mic-wise, I'll be able to, you know, 
but add more content quickly, better quality, everything is better. Please give a look, give it a look. A dollar a month, maybe four, it's up to you. Each bit helps, it really does, as I do want to do this more and better, you know. And unfortunately, in South Africa, you don't get anything like uh, sponsorships or any of that, none. No, because, um, well, it's South Africa, I don't know. So, if by any chance, you know, you might have something, if you don't have to, but if you want to support me and support this content and want more, please follow. There is a link, a supporters link on each of my episodes, no matter which platform you listen to, or you can go on my link tree. There will be a section there it's up to you just putting it out there i really want to make more content i want you guys to come back <laughs> but just the lessons it's worth it um never got thought i'd get this far but thank you and remember stay safe Ta-da!